Hello and welcome to the Embodied and Empowered Podcast. Here we dive in and peel back what it is that's disconnected us from truly finding joy in our lives and breaking our codependency on perfection and overachievement so we can finally fully feel empowered and truly experience authentic success. I am your host, Melanie Tingey. Hello, hello. Oh my gosh, I hope you're having a fabulous day. You know, as I press record to begin this episode, I have flashbacks to the first half marathon I ever ran. Here's what I mean by that. I have flashbacks because every Saturday was my long run. So every Saturday I would run a little bit farther than I'd run throughout the week. I'd run a little bit farther than I'd ever run in my life. And every week I had the same thing happen in my brain. My brain, as I'm getting ready to walk out the door, would freak out. Oh my gosh, Melanie, we're going to die today. We're going to die today. We've never run this far. What are you? Don't don't even go. Don't even go. We're going to die. And I would have this internal dialogue with myself for like two hours. Just, no, we're not going to die. It's going to be fine. We can do it. And I'd like, it took me two hours to pump myself up to a point that I could walk out the door. And normally it was, I'm so sick of this. I'm just going for my run and just walk out the door. Stop thinking about it and just go. And so pressing record, this is so new. It's out of the realm of what I ever thought I would be doing or out of comfort. It's definitely not in the realm of comfort. And yet I'm, I'm pressing record and I'm, I'm doing it anyways. But I can tell you like the time my brain wants to analyze the perfectionist that I am, I so badly want to just have the perfect episode. And you know what? That doesn't actually exist. It doesn't actually exist. And that's okay. So fun story, a little bit about me. I have run a half marathon. I've actually run two of them. Uh, My brain is telling me maybe it's time to do another. But that's not the topic of today's conversation. No, no. Today's conversation, I actually, I saw a meme. I thought I had saved it and I, I didn't. I wish I had, but that's okay. This meme was essentially talking about or alluding to trying. And it just hit me. I've used the quote from Star Wars. I believe it was Yoda. I'm not a Star Wars fanatic by any stretch of the imagination. I've seen most of the the kind of mainstream movies. I think it was Yoda that says try or do or do not, but there is no try, something like that. And so I've used that. You can either do it or you don't. There's no try. It's a fake word. But when I saw this meme this last week, I really wish I'd saved it so I could read to you what it what it was saying. But the word try or the phrase I'll try, man, it just, uh, it sat with me. And I just started thinking, why? Why is it that it's do or do not, there is no try? How is, how is that real, right? Let's take that perspective. And I just started journaling about it and brain dumping. I started searching some things on, you know, our best friend Google And as I was going through that process of really just downloading 
all of my understanding of the word try, the phrase try, seeing what other people think about it. And there's there's a lot of different trains of thought in the realm of try. And I want to share with you what I'm taking away from the word try. And so the first thing I'm I'm brain dumping, I'm journaling about it, and what I what I sit with initially is well, okay, let's just sit here and think of something that I've actually said, oh, I'll try. I'll try that. I should try that. And how does it feel in my head, in my body? Just how does it feel when I say those words? For me, for me, when I say those words, it already feels like failure. It actually creates the same sensations in my body and in my brain as though I I did not succeed at something, which is really interesting. Okay. So that's what happens for me. I'd be curious what happens for you when you say the words, I'll try. What does that initiate as a response in your body? So I sat with that. Okay. I have the feeling that already feels exactly like what failure does in my body. And I haven't even started the thing, whatever it is I'm going to try, right? For a long time, a long time. I would say, I'm going to, I'm going to try meditation. I should try meditation. Do you want to know how many times I tried it? I didn't. I didn't until I got to a point in my life, which is very actually quite recent that it wasn't even a question. It was, oh no, I'm totally doing this. It feels fantastic. I'm, I'm, it, and we can have a whole different conversation about that. What I'm trying to get across is, in all of the years, I would say, oh, I'm gonna try that. I'll try. I never actually did anything. So here's what's really interesting. Okay. I want you to think about, and and if you have your phone next to you or a piece of paper, press pause even, and I want you to write down two or three things that in the most recent history you've actually said, oh, I'm going to try that. I'll try. Or if somebody asked you to do something, I'll try. Take that. Reflect on it. And then I want to share with you what I have found as I've really dug deep in my own self and my thoughts and my processes, as well as looking outside, like looking at Google, what are some of the other people out there, professionals out there saying about trying? Okay. And then I'll, and I want to kind of wrap it up here at the end as we go into a, how can trying actually be helpful? And maybe what are some other things we can swap for those words? Because our words the things that we say really do matter. The end of the day, what we say 100% matters. So we'll come, we'll come back to that. So one of the things that's come out of this pondering and this meditation and this deep dive into trying is that when you say the words, oh, I'll try, or I should try that, it creates a very short time frame without even giving it a time frame. I'll try. And it also creates a false sense of achievement. Let me explain. You say I'm gonna try. Let's let's take my meditation example. I, I've said for years I would try it and I had not. 
So I could say, oh, I tried. I got up in the morning and I sat down and I just, I couldn't get comfortable. I couldn't get, I tried. It's not for me. Kids are great with this. Little kids, just try the broccoli. No, it's gross. And they try a little bit. It's gross. It's gross. I tried it. It's gross. And they never actually like really tried it. Or it could be something you know is delicious, right? It's not even like a vegetable. It's not scary. It's delicious. And they just won't. But because they tried it, they know. So my meditation example, I sit down, I close my eyes, I take a couple of breaths and I'm just like, yeah, no, this, this is not for me. It's not for me. And I'm giving this as a hypothetical. It's not actually the, the process that I took. And yet it's, it's also a process I think a lot of people can take with whatever it is they're trying, right? So you sit down, take a breath. It's not, it's not working. I tried. So I follow up with whomever I said I would try uh, to. And yeah, I tried it. It's, it's not for me. I only tried once. And did I actually give it the full spectrum or time frame that a lot of people suggest or invite you to try it out for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, even five minutes, right? Just in that meditation example. So it's a false sense of achievement because I said I would try. I tried it. It's just not for me. So I did it. I'm successful. I did exactly what I said I would do. So it's this false sense of achievement. We get the dopamine hit for doing the thing, but in reality, we didn't actually do it, right? This is that do or do not. There is no try. But the try gives us this feeling of satisfaction and fulfillment for a small minute. It doesn't last. So When you say, I'll try, you complete or achieve the statement in a singular attempt. You tried. It's a short time limit. It doesn't require a lot of commitment. And I don't know about you. I will say for me and for a lot of the people that I know, really big things in our life or even small things, but that are important to us, to attain them, to achieve them, they're not quick. Actually, they usually take quite a bit of time. Go back to the, the story I opened with today, my first half marathon. I didn't just try running one day and say, oh, it's not for me. I knew it was going, I just, I should actually do a full episode on what it took to run my half marathon because that was a whole thing in and of itself. I just had to say, I'm done waiting. I'm done making up the story for why it's not happening. I'm just going to do it. And I knew it was not a run it and I'm done. It took four months of running three to four times a week to achieve that. And I didn't keep running. So when I wanted to do another one, I had to start the training again and go through that whole process again. I actually have another example to share. And this particular individual I have known for a number of years. It's my hairdresser. She's fantastic. And about four or five years ago, maybe even longer actually, she really decided she wanted to have a hair extensions business. And a fellow hairdresser that she worked around, those two got together, decided, okay, we're going to do this. And it was like two or three years testing out different companies that produce hair extensions paying for samples, seeing how they work, looking at different colors, what's the texture, what's the process. 
it was two to three years of just deciding who they were going to use for their product before they ever had a product to sell. And then it was deciding on the colors and then it was slowly building inventory and it was really kind of an order at will type of a thing, but they didn't have a lot of stock. Fast forward again, three, four more years. Now they're, they've moved into their second or third location. They have stock. They're building an incredible business. This has been like five to seven years of a process. If she'd only gone to one place to find the product and be like, oh, I tried, it's not working. I guess this isn't going to work for us. They wouldn't have the business they have today. Trying is a false sense of effort. It is. It's a false sense of effort because trying actually doesn't get you anywhere. So here's here's some definitions, right? I've talked about kind of my approach, my thought process as I've really sat with and dove into what it means for me to try. So here are some definitions. So on Britannica.com, it defines I'll try this way, to make an effort to do something, to attempt to accomplish or complete something. So simply attempting creates the feeling of accomplishment, but you feel good or you feel proud for the attempt, but there's, what do you have to show for it? And that can mean a lot of different things. It could mean the actual goal or ideal outcome, right? Do you have that or not? But that's not always really the best things that come out of the goals, the paths, whatever it is that we choose to pursue. So a lot of the time, it's it's more about the journey. What is it that we learn about ourselves, about the environment, the industry, because we go all in? It can be wow, I actually had to learn how to pivot. And what did I do along the way by not giving up in the pivot? And it can even be the relationships that are gained and grown because you went all in and you persisted until. Here's another definition, collinsdictionary.com. If you say that a person is trying it on, you mean that they are trying to obtain something or to impress someone, often in a slightly dishonest way, and without much hope of success. (sighs) Trying without hope of success. And I actually think that's really true. When somebody is talking to you about meditation or half marathons or take it, whatever example in your life, they're talking to you and they're like, oh, you should do it. And you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll try. Go to the root issue of why you just said those words. Are you saying it to get them to stop talking about it, to impress them or to appease them? or because you actually want to. I would venture to hypothesize that a high percentage of the time when any human says the phrase or makes the commitment of I'll try, they're literally doing it to appease the person that's asking them to do it. They're not saying I'll try because they they themselves want to actually do it. It's dismissive. It's dismissive to other people. It's dismissive to ourselves. Even when we want to, oh, I should be doing that. I need to try to do it. We're dismissing even ourselves and what might actually be going on in our lives or the priorities that we've set. Okay, here's a couple more. Uh, This one was a personal woman's website, lisalarder.com. Using the word try, you make a values statement. Maybe, and really kind of in high level, this is the statement she's, she's offering that you're making when you use the word try. Maybe you really do want to do the hard thing, but it's too hard. 
And it's just not something you want to go all in on fully. Again, I personally believe that. And I'm also somebody who uses the freaking word try and phrase I'll try every day. So I'm seeing that and I'm recognizing the contradiction that's existing because I'm so habitual in that response. It's so ingrained in our society and what we do. Okay, last one. And I want to dive into this one a bit more. This was actually on LinkedIn. It was written, an article that was written by Kate Whitley. And great article, but one specific line, she makes an incredibly bold statement. And this is what she says about the word try. In reality, most triers are not doers. Okay, simple. I agree with the simplicity of that statement. And I want to back it up a little bit and dive into that because there's a lot in that statement. And I don't 100% agree with it. And here's what I mean. I think that she's taking the concept of doers as successful, high achieving, they accomplish, they follow through. I think that's what she's meaning by the word doers. But at the same time, I know, and I actually am one of these people who I'm a, I'm a big time doer. I do a lot. I do a lot. And I know some people that do even, do even more than I do. So where is this split between doers versus triers? And this comes back to what's our intention? What do we mean when we actually say, oh, I'll try. So we have opportunities that we come up against or that are presented to us. Friends that invite us to go out and do something, job opportunities, tasks that need to be done in the home, outside the home. There are multiple lists all of us have at any given time. What I'm saying is the doing in our lives, sometimes it can lead to success and sometimes it just, it leads to more doing because we're not prioritizing to our values, to our goals, to ourself, right? What's the outcome that we want? And so when we're stuck in a mentality of I'll try, and I really believe it's a mentality, we can find ourselves saying those words because we're so busy with all of the lists, the activities, the to-dos that we have. So when we're asked to do something, we say, oh, I'll try. And we actually kind of know, I think we actually know that when we say those words, it's not going to happen. But I don't want to let the other person down or come across as disrespectful or selfish or uncaring. So I'll say I'll try. But we know because of everything that's going on in our life, it's unlikely to happen to the extent that they want it to. So being a doer, you can also be a trier and a doer. But where we need to separate the two is looking at what you're doing. Is what you're doing the most important, effective things, activities, relationships to move your life in the direction you want it to go? Or do do the tasks and the doings just fill the day, keep you busy, and give a false sense of fulfillment and satisfaction? And here's the measuring or the litmus test I would offer you to know if you're stuck in an I'll try mentality versus a committed, you're going to just do the thing mentality. And it comes down to if you're saying yes a lot, or even if you're not saying yes a lot, 
How are you feeling? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling frustrated? Do you find a lot of resentment popping in? Do you feel alone, isolated, and exhausted? You're either not doing the things that fulfill you, so you're exhausted, or you're doing way too much and you're not prioritizing. Both have an I'll try mentality. So how do we fix the I'll try mentality? How do we fix the words I'll try? I'll try. You don't. You don't. You don't fix the words. What you do is become aware. Let me share with you what I mean by that. A few years ago, about two two years ago, uh, I had a book that was shared with me. And I haven't read the book, but the concept of the book really struck a chord for me. And the concept of the book was about the word and instead of the word but. Right? Have you ever been given a compliment sandwich? You're given a compliment and then they say, but give you feedback and then give you another compliment. Or maybe they don't want to give you a compliment at the end. They start with a compliment compliment, and then say, but, and give you the feedback constructively. That right there, but negates everything that was said prior to it. So I learned this concept and I was like, okay, I want to practice this. And literally still to this day, I will find myself saying the word but. And I would rather say the word and. I'm getting way better at it. I still say but. It's the awareness. I'm way more thoughtful most of the time when I'm responding or speaking or giving thoughts, feedback, whatever, so that I can intentionally say and rather than but. And that's how it is, I think, when it comes to saying, I'll try. It's having the awareness and the practice of awareness to slow down, take a pause, really think about, do you want to do the thing or do you not? And maybe you want to do the thing, just not right now. Right now is not a good time, which is 100% fair. I think that's very much a reality for many humans on the planet. So instead of saying, I'll try, it could be, I so appreciate that suggestion. And right now, it's just not something I have the capacity to do. Maybe next year or maybe next month. Will you, will you check back with me? Or maybe it's not something you want to do ever. It's not a part of your values. It's not something that interests you. And you can see that whatever it is is so awesome for the other person or the other group or the employer. It's just not you. Like that's not something you want to do. It's not saying, oh, I'll try. It's, I'm so glad that that's working for you. It's not something that I really actually want to do, but I will be your biggest cheerleader. Let it be. It's the practice of swapping out the words I'll try for your actual intention. When that happens, you're living more authentically to who you want to be and who you are today. You are not trying to live up to somebody else's expectations of you. You're setting the expectations and your boundaries today. It's truly living in authenticity. Because you get to analyze, what do I want versus what do I not want? And then act and show up accordingly. So coming back to the beginning, try. It's a false sense of achievement and it's a dishonest relationship or response when somebody asks you to do something. Because you are 
either lying to yourself and you know you don't have the capacity or it doesn't align with your values or you're saying it to impress somebody else because you want them to think a certain way about you. And my friend, you can only control you. And I want people in my life who like me for me. I'm not trying to impress everybody. So think on that. Look at the things that you wrote down. What are some recent things that you said, I'll try, and maybe you're not actually going to? Does it require a further conversation to let other individuals know, actually, I'm not going to do this? Or is it something you do want and you need to reframe from I'll try to I commit to do? I will do. Persist until. So there's a lot to think about. I hope that there's been some new perspectives and insights on just the realm and and the idea of trying. I'll leave you one last thing because there's an intention that I think a lot of us use and it, it really is an authentic intention to try something out because we want to know if it's the right direction, kind of like, I don't, I don't know if I would like that. So I wanted to, I want to give it a try because I don't know. I would offer you the option of, I'm going to test that out because it's a test. We can test lots of things and then we can choose to do or do not from our test point. Testing is required for anything in life, for business, for personal. We need to test things out to determine if they're going to work for us or not. So that's my last thought for you on the word and the phrase, try, I'll try. It's definitely been on my mind. I'm becoming hyper aware of when I say I'll try and starting to recognize and set boundaries for myself when I actually don't want to. And I invite you to try that on. Ha ha! Test it on. Did you catch that? Put it on. See how it feels to live authentically and to set the boundaries for what you do and don't want to do. I'm so glad you're here and that you chose to spend some time with me today. I hope that this episode was valuable for you and that you did get some new insights. And I invite you to follow and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss any episodes. And connect with me on Instagram. It's at Mel underscore Tingy. I would love to continue the conversation and, and hear from you on how your approach is going with a new perspective on trying. So we will see you next time here on the Embodied and Empowered podcast.